Thank you for connecting to our broadcast. We pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Let's go into today's message. Someone look at someone beside you and say these words. Say, preach, preacher. Look at someone else and say, preach, preacher. Father, bless this word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Someone say it again. Preach, preacher. Yeah. 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 I want that to, to resonate with you. Um, I want to make a confession. Well, one, my goddaughter is here. Can y'all say hi to Zaria? It's my goddaughter sitting in the front. Mel and I didn't have another child. Y'all just like, who is that? That is my goddaughter, Zaria. So everybody say hi, Zaria. Yeah, she's welcome now. All right, good. So um, growing up, I want to kind of uh, give you context for this particular scripture. Um, I understand that we are supposed to um, serve the Lord with gladness. Scripture says, come before his presence with thanksgiving. Um, we're supposed to be excited about it. I would like to say that I have not always been excited about serving the Lord. I'm sorry. I know that I'm not supposed to even confess that, but I just want to really be honest. And I want, I think y'all want me to be honest, but I have not always. When I was growing up, I was what you call, and it's not a word, but I'm going to make it up. I was voluntold what to do in the church. Is anybody else who knows voluntold, voluntolderism? I was voluntold what I was going to sign up for. Um, I was voluntold that I was going to be a junior this, or I was going to be an assistant this, or I was going to be on that team, or I was going to sing in that choir, or I was going to whatever. It wasn't necessarily my own signing up, my parents. I remember one particular time uh, that people, um, 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 they um, signed me up or s suggested, or uh, there's a word I want to use, and I can't remember what the word is. Uh, what's the word uh, according to uh, Robert's rule of orders when they uh, make a motion? They made a motion, excuse me. They make a motion that I would serve at a uh, particular capacity. I don't remember it was vice president or something like that. And I remember that I, I said I respectfully declined. I remember that. And uh, my dad said he doesn't get an opportunity to decline. He'll gladly take that. <laughs> in this day and time some children would have the audacity to kind of speak back uh, no we didn't do things like that we just said yes sir I mean whatever you say I'm gonna do is what I want to do we would mumble under our breath we, we dared didn't mumble in front of our parents lest some contraption be thrown at our faces or anything like that I'm sorry I'm not trying to trying to think that we make y'all think that we were abused for any reason none of our parents did anything like that none of them threw irons or shoes or remote controls or phones or or extension cords none of that type of stuff happened never 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 would they tell you to go outside and get a switch and you didn't get the right one and they would tell you to go back outside and get the other one because that one broke and you needed something that would pop a certain way no we never ever experienced anything like that we never had parents that would get even more upset with you the more they whipped you they would ouch you ever and more and then after they would get through they would say and what you crying about i give you something to cry about we never ever experienced anything like that never Never. That's all the stuff I saw on TV. I never experienced it in my house. But for those who did, I'm praying for you, for your memory, that God would give you counseling in these last Nerona days. So anyhow, so we, um, 
was voluntold about things. And because of that, I learned how to do things because I was voluntold. And, and because of that, we were uh, to do everything with excellence and everything with passion. What it means is uh, for Easter, everybody had a speech. Every child, even the children who showed up that day who hadn't been to church since the last Easter. Everybody had, like when you came in the door, the Sunday school teacher would just give you a sheet. They're like, you're going to say, they're like, I ain't been here, but you're going to be here today. And you're going to get up there and say, mama gave me an Easter speech and this is what I came to say. Happy Easter. Everybody got up there and said something. And then if you read the scripture, see back in the day when I was growing up, we would even read scripture and we would do devotion and stuff like that. The worst, y'all probably don't even know the things, but we would get up and we would say, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I should. And somebody in the back of the church in my church they would grin and they would say I can't hear you because we didn't have microphones and we would say Lord is my shepherd and somebody some older person would be like I can't hear you oh they were so rude <laughs> I can't hear you so you have to say the Lord is my shepherd I still can't hear you the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want then somebody would say he don't sound like he's your shepherd So we had to learn how to connect before we connected. And then if we sang, don't dare sing a song and act like you don't want to sing it. Because in the middle of you singing, they would stop like, don't act like you don't act like he ain't been good to you. You know, they would go through though. And I'm sorry, some of y'all feel like this is abusive, but that was the way of which I was raised because I was a voluntold. And that's how being in front of you all right now doesn't make me nervous in any way because I've been doing it so long in front of people that were abusing me. <laughs> Ooh, I just had a flashback. It just took me in. Anyhow, uh, but I, I, I have been experiencing that for a long time, but when it came, Greg, when it came to preaching, though, it was not about being voluntold. I had a choice. And because I had a choice, I didn't want to do it. God never voluntold me to do anything. He always gave me a choice. He always said, it's your choice if you want to. And because I thought that my life was going to be patterned after Kurt Franklin, and I thought I was going to be the next gospel star. That's what direction I put all of my energy towards. And even in the midst of me doing music, the preacher will always keep rising up. And everybody who ever said you're a preacher, I would get mad at them. And like, your mama is. I'm like, I would just be mad. Like, I ain't no preacher. How dare you say, I ain't never going to preach. My daddy's a preacher. That ain't me. I would get so upset about it. And I would try to run every direction that I could to the point where I ran out of runway. And I could not run anymore. I want to talk to all of you all in the room because many of you all think that I'm talking about my story talking about you all of you all have been running from your call all your life you run to the building but you run from your call see you can be voluntold to come to church and never submit to the church that you're a part of when we think of the word preacher you automatically think of a pulpit some of you think of three chairs you think of three points. You think of an organ coming behind you. You think of someone who knows everything. When you think of, you think of someone on a stage, that's what we think of when we think of preacher. 
But that's not what a preacher is. A preacher is a proclaimer of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean title. A preacher is not a title. It's a commission. When Jesus ascended, the first thing he said was, and go make other disciples. The first call to preach. The woman who was at the well after Jesus told her all things that she had done and told her that the man she was with was not her husband. And when he told her, she ran back into town and she preached and said, come see a man who told me all things that I had ever done. She preached a message without a title. She preached a message without Greek and Hebrew. She preached a message without an organ. Her life displayed and said, come see. I want you to just look at someone and say, come see, just, just come see, come see. So as it relates to this particular scripture, and I, I hope y'all, someone say, take your time. I'm trying to take my time because I want to, I want to make sure you understand this particular scripture because when we open up and they're going to put scriptures up, when we open up in this chapter of verse one, when we look at this, Paul says, he says, my heart's prayer for Israel or for them, basically, once it says this particular version, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they be saved. Two words, them, they. My heart's prayer for is to them is that they be saved. That's his heart's prayer. And then it goes on and then we go on to those other scriptures and we look down at the scriptures that we read today. And it says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then we go on and we hear, how then shall they be saved? And how shall they call on him and whom they have not believed? And how are they? Someone say they and them. Someone say them. Just So he's talking about a lot of they's and them. And my question was, who are the they's and who are the them? Because you cannot know who you're called to preach to until you know who the they's and the them's are. The they's and the them's were this scripture. He was talking to the Israel and we want to be in prayer for the middle is right now. He says, uh, my heart's prayer is that Israel or that these people, the Jews, that they would the Jewish people, that they would be saved. Now, that's confusing. Because we know that Jesus was a Jew. We know that Jesus was of the tribe. We, we know that Jesus. Now, now, how would he be praying for people that are of Jesus? Well, scripture says in John that he came unto his own. And his own didn't even receive him. Could it be that the hardest people to win are the people you're kin to? Could it be that the hardest people to win are the people that know you the most. Because the scripture says that those who were not of him, those that he didn't even come for, became engrafted in. The Gentiles, people who were not even the chosen people, became the people of God. And I want to just testify for a moment for all of you who were counted out, but you're still here. All of those who, those of you in the room who they said that you would never and you won't be and you're going to be just like and you, you have surpassed everything that was said about you. Is there anybody in the room? 
who has defied statistics and you have done. That's why I celebrate graduates because you have defied. Some of you are first generation, not just first generation graduates. Some of you are first generations to accomplish anything. If you're first generation who has overcome things, some of you are first generations to say, I didn't get pregnant at 13. I didn't get pregnant at 15. I'm the first generation to say, I didn't gamble. I didn't lie on my taxes. I didn't do all those different things. I'm the first one who's working hard. I'm the first entrepreneur. I'm the first person to get married without trying everything out and trying out cars. I'm the first person. If you're in the room to say, I'm the first, say, I'm the first. It's the first. I wasn't even supposed to be, but I am. Shit, I wasn't even supposed to be counted in, but I was. Oh, it's nothing like somebody that you try to count out and they show up anyway. Uh, that's nothing like somebody who everybody tried to count out, but you keep showing up for the party and they keep saying, why you keep being here? I'm just like the, the, the I'm like that particular thing that they used to knock down, but because of what was in it, it's called weights. I'm weighted down. No, no matter how many times you try to hit me, I keep bouncing back up. If there's anybody in the room right now who's got a bounce in your spirit, just say, I keep bouncing. I, I just keep bouncing. I don't even know what I'm bouncing for. Half the time, I don't even want to bounce. Half the time, I want to stay down. Half the time I want to give up. Half the time I want to be through. Half the time I want to quit. Half the time I want to believe what they say. But there's something on the inside working on the outside. Oh what a bounce is in me. Somebody said I just keep bouncing. I, I just keep bouncing and if you sleep on me too long enough I'll bounce right over you. I'll bounce over trials. I'll bounce over issues. I'll bounce over struggles. I'll bounce over demons. Because there's a bounce in me. Somebody say bounce bounce. Bounce bounce. Yeah. So the people that bounced became the chosen people. <laughs> if I had some, some bounces in the room, I, somebody might just start running in the room. <laughs> Say, because when I think of the bounce, <laughs> when I think about the times I keep on bouncing, the things, I mean, uh, all the paramedics, all the paramedics left me for dead. But I bounced right up. I took that sheet off and said, this ain't going to be a funeral today. I shall live and I shall not die. And I shall declare the works of the Lord. I wish somebody in the room would open up your mouth and say, bounce back, bounce back. <laughs> so <laughs> Woo. thank you for the bounce Woo. I think about that little toy I just thought about that toy the thing about the thing is when you buy that toy that those of you who know what I don't even know what you call it is that the weight is already in it you don't have to put the weight in it the weight's already in it there are things in you you're just not using it you fall down because you want to, but you don't have to stay down because there's a weight inside of you that will pull you back up if you let it. Someone say, use it, just use it, just use it. If you use that thing, you have much more inside of you than you are currently living in. So, y'all don't want me to preach today, so let me get out of that. So we go on and he said, how shall they, how shall Israel, how shall the Jews, how shall they hear Unless there be a preacher, how, how are they going to call upon him in whom they have not heard? How will they, talking about the specific people, uh, the, did you, how, how will they hear unless there's a preacher? How, how is that going to be possible? How will, how will the family hear unless there's a preacher? And, and, and the scripture goes on and says, how beautiful are the feet of those 
will preach. Thought about that when I think of the word. I, I, I used to have a bad interpretation of that scripture, which says, "How beautiful are the feet." I used to think that, uh, you know, because I was confused because the preachers I saw didn't have manicures, and I was like, "That can't be possible." It's no possible way that the feet are beautiful because they're not. It's just not possible. But the scripture, when it says, "How beautiful," uh, that word is a, is a Greek word that means seasoned. It means ripe. What it means is how beautiful is a word in season. How beautiful is it when I got a word right when I needed it? How beautiful it was when the word found me in the season that I was in. Is there anybody in the room who could just lift your hands and say, I've had words that hit me right when I didn't think it could find me. <laughs> How words meant something to you in one season, but in another season, it was like, that was exactly what I needed when I needed. Somebody texted me on the right day. Someone called me on the right time. Someone just said a word. Have, have you ever had that text that it was just the right word you needed? It wasn't a lot of text message in it, but somebody just sent you three words, said, I'm praying for words. I'm praying for you. And somebody said, I'm I'm just so grateful that I didn't think that anybody was for me. But in the middle of my storm, somebody texted me and said, I'm praying for you. There wasn't a scripture attached to it, but God was attached to it to just let me know that I'm on his mind. <laughs> How beautiful it is. Not when I get a praise break when I want it. Not how beautiful it is when they sing my song. Not how beautiful it is when everything is right and the air condition is set right, but how beautiful it is when a word hits my season. How beautiful it is when a word hits me right where I am. Can we just open our mouth right now and say, thank you, Lord. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because let me tell you something. For those of you who can still hear, there are many people who want to hear but can't. For those of you who are saying, I can't hear God, it's not that you can't hear him. It's that maybe the volume of your troubles are louder than the volume of him. When you turn down the volume of your issue, you might hear him speaking in the middle of it. How beautiful it is when he speaks to me, even when I'm not speaking to him. How beautiful it is how he never turns his back on me when I turn my back on him. How beautiful it is how faithful he has been to me when I have not been faithful to him. How beautiful it is how he keeps on making ways for me when I've made ways for no one else. How, how beautiful it is when he keeps providing for me but I make no provision for his church. How beautiful it is how loving and patient he is. Oh, how beautiful. Someone say, oh, how beautiful. I'm trying to get out of this scripture, but I love the word. I love the word. So when we think about that, let me go back to verse 1, chapter 10. When he says, my heart's prayer for Israel, for them, is that they be saved. This is the part. He said, for I bear them record <laughs> that they have a zeal for God, but is not according to righteousness. Now, it says that bear them record is a Greek word called material. Uh, I bear, material, which word we get the word mature. He says, I bear them record, I, I, I have matured to the fact that I can now see what it is. Oh, God. God never designed for you to say a baby in Christ. 
I'm say it one more time. He said, I have, I bear them record. I have matured to the fact that I can now see, if I can now see clearly what to pray for. If you don't ever mature beyond your issues, you will not see clearly what God's trying to show you. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. If you don't mature beyond your issues and beyond your season, then your issues will always dictate to you instead of you dictating to it. He said, I now bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but it's not according to righteousness. What it means is, he says, they mean well, but they don't know what they're doing. They mean like they're, they're doing the operations, they're doing the functions, but, but it's not right. Like it's off. What that means in layman's terms, or for those of us is, they've learned how to shout by watching YouTube. Not y'all. They've learned how to do, they've learned how to go through the motions, but there's nothing connecting to their soul. <sighs> but Shane, they've learned how to preach by mimicking other people, but it's not anything that's connecting from them. They have a zeal according to operation, but it has not hit them yet. Is there anybody who can be real honest right now and say that you've done a whole lot of things that you just did, but you didn't have any connection to it, but you did it because you thought that's what you were supposed to do? Can we just be real honest real quick and be real honest in the church to say, I did it because they told me to do it, but I had no connection to it. There are a whole lot of teenagers who go to church because your parents drag you. And you find out when they turn 18, nothing ever stuck. And then because we in the church sometimes stop our training at 18, they come back at 35 after life has whipped them up. And then we say, we knew you would come back. But where were we in the middle? Where were we in college? Where were we in single? Where were we when they were going through identity crisis? Were we just in our church praying for them or were we going after them? Because we need somebody to go after them. I don't need everybody in the church. We need somebody to go help somebody unpack their clothes when they show back up in August. We need people to be able to be on the, on the school premises and in the, in the campuses to say, I'm not going to give you a word, but I'm sure I'm going to help you pack your luggage to the fifth floor of this particular thing. Because somewhere in between the lobby, the elevator, and your room, you might ask me where I go to church and that conversation might give you what you need in the middle somebody say in the middle and there are a whole lot of people who need you in the middle they don't need you at the finish line they need you in the middle don't shout with me after I get delivered walk with me while I'm in the middle somebody say meet me in the middle I need more people in the middle than I need them at the end. Meet me when I'm struggling. Meet me when I'm broke. Meet me when nothing makes sense. Don't try to come in when I'm glowing. Come when I'm dusty. Come when I'm broken. Come when I need mending. Come when my heart is broken. Come when I have nothing to offer you. Come when I'm looking the part, but I ain't the part. Come when I look better than I'm living. Come in the middle. Somebody say, meet me in the middle. In the middle. So many messages in this. So he said, I bear them record 
that they have a zeal, but it's not according to godliness. I bear them record. I matured to the fact when it made me start thinking, how would he know where they were? How do you know where someone is unless you've been there? Dr. Nance, I haven't done a dissertation, but I haven't learned enough books to know. You can't know a thing until you lived a thing. Oh, preacher Mario, I'm trying to do the best I can. These people don't want me to, but I'm trying, God. I promise you I am. You can't know something unless you lived it. So Paul, who's writing the scripture, we back up to Netflix series number one. You pull up series number one in Netflix and we find out that Acts, 9, Acts, number, uh, Acts chapter 9, we find out there was a guy named Saul who was walking. Scripture says, Brother Caesar, that he was walking on his way to go kill people who were in the way. Ooh, I'll run down New Circle Road right now if y'all let me. He said, I'm trying to go after people who are in the way. Now, y'all say in the way, that means they were, like you're talking about some barrier. No, the, according to that time, they were not called Christians. They were called followers of the way. That's what Jesus said in John, I am the way. <laughs> I am the truth and I am the light. They were followers. Am I preaching? I think I am. I, I think y'all, y'all just not sounding, but it's just not sounding like I thought it would, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm still going to preach. I am. He says, he says, I don't know why my voice went high like that. I just, I don't know. Anyhow, he says, he says, I was, he was on his way to, to murder followers of the way. And on his way, I, I feel my help. Thank you, Jesus. He said, on his way, the scripture says he was on the road to Damascus. And while he was on the road to Damascus, it says immediately a light shone from heaven. And scripture records, he says, Saul, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? He says, why are you persecuting me? And it says, and a light shone and blinded him in the middle of the road. Blinded him. And he said, you're going to go from here. The people are going to lead you from here. And they're going to lead you to someone who's going to help you. <laughs> now, some of y'all have been sitting and trying to say, what does this title have to do with anything? I got you. I got you. There's some of y'all, is that Brother Kenneth? Some of y'all have not been preaching. And the reason you have been preaching is because you don't know what to preach. I'm going to give you four points on what you need to preach. Y'all going to preach your first sermon. I want you to take out your notes because blessed are those who take notes for they shall see the kingdom of God. I want to make sure that you preach your first sermon. And when you start preaching, you ask them who tell you, you better make sure you give me the royalty. No, I'm just playing. You make sure you point. No, just, just point to God. Say, God be the glory. Here's your first, first point. Because while he was on his way to crucify and to, to, to murder those who were in the way, God met him. Meaning he was going against God's church. Meaning he had not met Jesus. He had not met God. But God still had an appointment with him. If you're going to preach, the first thing you got to preach to your family is you don't have to change to be changed. Uh. 
You don't have to change to be changed. We've been preaching the wrong message. We've been saying, get your life together so God can use you. There are people that you're connected and I'm connected to that you keep waiting on. Them. And every time I ask you how your daughter's doing, how your mom's doing, you know, they just, you know, just pray for them. They off. Tell the truth. Come on, tell the truth. Y'all, don't you make me a pastor a liar. That's what we do. We talk about our daughters. We talk about our sons. We talk about children. They, they off. They ain't where they need to be. Because we think that God changing them means them changing before God can change them. Y'all got quiet in this holy, holy, holy library. In the middle, in the middle of Saul going against God, God came to him in the middle of him going against God. God said, you don't have to change to get to me. I'll change you when I get to you. Y'all ain't trying to help me. He says, you don't have to change to get to me. You can stay right in the sin you in. You can stay right in the wrong you in. You can stay right in the rebellious way you in. And if you stay there long enough, it'll just give me your GPS and give me your ID. And I will find you and I will change you when I find you. I came to Jesus just as I was. I was weary. I was worn. And I was sad. But I found in him. Rest in place. Someone say, he found me. Somebody just holler out, he found me. He found me. I, I was lost, but he found me. I was blind, but he found me. I was sinking, but he found me. I was cussing, but he found me. I was drinking, but he found me. I was rolling it up, but he found me. Can we just give a God a praise right now? Thank you for finding me. Thank you for finding me. In the middle of him going against God, God found him. First message you got preached to your cousin. Tell him I was sorry for the thing I told you the first time. I want to tell you again, you don't have to change for him to change you. Matter of fact, you want scripture for it? Where sin abounded. Grace did much more abound. It's not of my own goodness. It's not of my own accord. It's not because I was so great. But grace found me just where I was. If we had some grace worshipers in the room, say thank God for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you. You don't have to be changed to be changed. Next thing, let me get out of there, April, because I can't take too much more of this. Can't take too much more of my own medicine. Goes on. Ah, glory. Thank you for your grace. Jesus. My God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're live streaming. Don't talk in that language. They can't take it. Oh, come out of it. Thank you for grace. Somebody say it again. Thank you for grace. Uh, 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 uh. Ah, uh, thank you. I feel like having a Baptist shout. I turn over this whole table, thanking him for his grace. So it goes on. He leaves there. He leaves there. I'm gonna tell y'all this story. Y'all read it when you get home. He leaves there. Wow, Jesus, so good. While God meet, while God meets with Saul. God's also meeting with Ananias. I feel like skipping. 
while God was meeting with Saul, God was meeting with Ananias. And he met with Ananias and he said to him, he said, Saul is praying. Hold on. I just want to stop there. Your cousin is Gary. Start praying. Your friend is getting ready to start praying. Uh, Y'all want it closer? Your co-worker is getting ready to start praying. Oh, some of y'all falling asleep. Your boss is going to start praying. He, he said, he said, the thing you're praying about is now praying for themselves. I wish I had a church. The thing you're praying for is now praying for itself. He says, Ananias, he says, Saul's praying. Ananias said, uh-uh, not Saul. He said, not the one who was coming against the church. Not the one who was saying we holy rollers. Not, not them. Hey, he said not, the, not, not those. He not the people who were saying they don't take all of that. He can't be praying. He said there's no possible way. He said, oh yes, him. He says that not only is he praying, Lakeitha, but I'm sending him to you. You mean to tell me the one who's been persecuting me is coming to me? Woo! The one who's been talking about me, you have assigned to me. The one who's been coming against my life and how I'm trying to live right and how I'm trying to hold on to my peace and hold on to my sanity. You have assigned it to me. There is no way. He said, because I remember what he was. How is it that we don't want anybody to remember what we was? But we always want to remember what somebody else was. <laughs> Don't bring up my past, but I'll bring up your past every chance I get. I will bring up Snapchats. I will bring up screenshots. I will bring up text messages. I will bring up your boo and sit them right beside you and say, Don't you act like you don't smell like her. Don't you dare act like But how many of us do that? <laughs> I remember yours, but don't remember mine. That's what Ananias, and the thing is, mother, his Ananias was saved. like stepping i ain't talking about somebody who was in the world why is it that some people in the church are more judgmental than people that are in the world i came to the church so that i could be with other people who are going through what i'm going through but i came into the church and i found them talking about me worse than the people i left y'all don't like me y'all don't like me i'm still gonna preach still gonna preach somebody say preach preacher so the second point is you don't have to be perfect to be purposed you don't have to be perfect to be purposed some of you think your purpose won't show up until you're perfect see how quiet air sucked out of it because we think I'll come back to church when I get it right no, I'm going to come while I'm still working on it. 
Some of y'all say, I'll pray and I'll talk to God when I'm right. No, I'm going to talk. Come on here, prodigal son. While his son was still a great way off, his father ran to him. I'm telling you, you can be a great way off and God will still come to you. I'm telling you to open your mouth no matter what season you're in, no matter where you're at in your life. Talk to God no matter what. No good parent, I didn't just say parent, but no good parent wants to cut off their children from their life. Every good parent will say I don't care if you're broke I don't care if you're high call me before you call anybody else you better call Tyrone somebody say call God <laughs> come here Bishop Charles Mason if you call on Jesus he'll answer prayer somebody right now just call his name Jesus say it again say Jesus Kathy Taylor said, the more I call him, the better I feel. Somebody call him and say, Jesus, I don't care where you're at, call him. When you can't call your mama, call him. When you can't call your friends, call him. When everybody starts changing on you, call him. When people you thought were for you become, become people who are against you, call him. When you wind up in jail, call him. When you wind up broke, call him. When you wind up by yourself, call him. When nobody wants to be bothered with you but you, call him. Somebody call the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, glory. Uh, I called Jesus. Woo. Jesus, I called Jesus. Woo. It's been a SOS sometimes in my life. There have been moments that I didn't even have a complete sentence. There have been moments that I didn't even have a scripture. There have been moments where I couldn't even pick up the phone. There, there have been moments where I wasn't even sure if I was qualified. But I lifted up my hand and said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And the devil wanted me to, wanted me to suffocate in my stuff. But I knew a name. Devil thought he had me. Devil thought it was going to be over. But I knew a name. That name saved me. That name delivered me. That name picked me up. When nobody else was there for me. That name did it for me. When nobody else was there to dry my tears. That name was there for me. When friends left me. I had the name. When I had no money. I had the name. When I had no car. I had the name. When people thought I was crazy I had the name the only reason I didn't go crazy is because I had the name if there's anybody in the room right now and say Jesus is that name I love the name Jesus Whew. I gotta get out of there because I got two more points but I love the name Jesus I love the name Jesus I love the name Jesus. Can somebody just open up your mouth and say, I love the name Jesus. I love the name Jesus. I love the name Jesus. I ain't talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. I love the name Jesus. That name Jesus has picked me up. That name Jesus has carried me through. That name Jesus has walked with me. When demons try to torture my mind, I use the name. When destruction tries to take me out I use the name somebody right now don't use the name of Mario because Mario might change don't use the name Mario because Mario there's a lot of people named Mario but there's only one name 
there's only one name whereby men must be saved and that name is Jesus somebody call Jesus stop it Mario I was on my way in Damascus but Jesus met me on the way Jesus met me on the way can we just stop and give God praise for the times he met me on the way on the way to destruction on the way to suicide on the way to have an abortion on the way to give up on the way to throw in the towel but Jesus met me on the way somebody thank him for meeting me on the way Jesus, I thank you. I'm almost out of time. I love the name. It's hard for me to talk about the name and not feel a little tipsy. It's hard for me to talk about the name and not to get a little high. I know y'all know another high, but ain't no high like the high I got. Ain't no love like the love I got. Ain't no booze like the booze I got. His name is Jesus, Son of God. Jesus, the stone that the builders rejected. Jesus, my chief cornerstone. Jesus, Mary's baby. Somebody say Jesus. Stop it, Mario. Ah, Jesus. I said I wasn't going to do this. I said I was. So it goes on. I got to get out of there. I got a minute and I got to get out of here. Ah, Jesus. Let me tell you something. I'm almost through. I'm trying, Shane. But I came to an altar one night and they told me to clap my hands and call on Jesus. I came to the altar not knowing what was going on, but I clapped my hands and said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And all of a sudden, fire start hitting my body. Jesus, fire start hitting my soul. I want to tell you something, Lexington. 40517. If you call on Jesus, don't call on Biden because he'll change in four years. Don't call on Kamala because she'll change in four years. But I got a name that the world may change. But Jesus. Jesus never changed. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I've been broke, but he was still there. I've been slipping, and he was still there. I just want to tell you, I was hoeing, and he was still there. In every season, in every moment, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Ah. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. So it went to nice. Had to get to nice. Oh, I feel something shifting. Something pushing me in my back. 
Some of y'all want a sermon, but I came that you might have Jesus. Some of y'all want more Pastor Mario, but I prayed this morning that if you forget my name, that you meet the name. I prayed this morning, if you don't remember my sermon, may you remember the name. May you remember the name. You don't have to shake my hand, but I sure pray you shake his hand. You don't have to hug me, but I hope he hugs you. You don't have to wipe my tears, but I hope he wipes your tears. Everybody, everywhere, everybody, everywhere, stand to your feet. Call the name Jesus. Call the name Jesus. Jesus, come see about me. Jesus, I've been in Damascus long enough. I've been trying to come against you long enough. But I'm ready to say yes. But I'm ready to say yes. But I'm ready to say yes. Everybody say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm ready to surrender. Yes, Lord. I'm ready to obey. Yes, Lord. I'm ready to change my ways. Yes, Lord. You can have my heart. Yes, Lord. You can have my mind. Somebody open your mouth. Say, yes, Lord. Forget the message. Somebody call on Jesus. Call him. There's a revival trying to hit. There's a move trying to hit. There's a moment trying to hit. But the moment won't happen until you open up your mouth. There's a movement trying to happen. But the movement will not happen until you call Jesus. If you gotta lay on the floor, call him. If you gotta walk to church, call him. If you gotta come to the altar, Call him if you gotta get off the instruments. Call him if you gotta sit in your seat. Call him if you gotta take off your wig. Call him. Whatever you do, whatever you do, call him. My marriage needs it. My children need it. My job needs it. My mind needs it. Somebody call the name Jesus. Call the name Jesus. I know it's out of the ordinary, but if you want something extraordinary, do the unordinary to get the extraordinary. Say, I call Jesus. Call Jesus. Come on, create a moment. Come on, create a moment. Create a moment. Get your children to do it. Get whoever around you to do it. Get your cousin to do it. Get your family to do it. Get your niece to do it. I don't care if children are five around you. I don't care if they're eight around you. I found Jesus when I was nine years old. You can be wherever you at. Say, I call Jesus. Come on, come on. I can't move. I can't move. I can't move. I didn't come to lay hands on you, but I came to give you Jesus. I came to give you Jesus. Come here, Ricky Dillard. 
come here Ricky Dillon. I came that you might have life more abundantly. I did not come to condemn the world. Ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. My phone can handle Jesus. My phone can handle Jesus. I've got insurance. I've got insurance. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. Somebody call Jesus. hands oh ye gates and be you lifted up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is who is this king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle lift up your hands lift up your hands this is where we move from heaven church to be in the church I don't care if you've never spoken in tongues before. I don't care if all of this seems foolish to you. If there's anybody in the room who you've got a need, I want to tell you one thing. Jesus is here to meet your need. So for the next few moments, I don't want you, if you want to come here, you can. But I'm not asking you to do nothing. But for the next few moments, I need everybody in the room to call on Jesus like it's the last thing you could do. Come on. One, come on, come on, come on. Just open your mouth. All I need you to do is say Jesus. Just, just is all. He'll hit you. Come on, come on. Raise it up. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, come on, come on. I feel Jesus in my sanctified soul. Come on, come on. Just for a few moments. He interrupted my message for you to have Jesus. Interrupted my studying for you to have Jesus. Don't waste a moment. Don't waste a moment. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I need Jesus. Lay hands on yourself if you got to. Lay hands on your mind if you got to. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 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 Oh, Jesus. Yes. 
Yes. Can we break the music for a moment? No music, just voices raised. No music, just voices raised. No music, just voices raised. There's a sound that's hitting the room. Come on, come on. I know some of you might have not ever done it. But just call the name Jesus for your children, for your family. Just come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, call the name Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Just for a few moments. Come on, just raise up the sound for a moment. Devil's trying to attack your mind. Devil's trying to attack your family. But there is a name, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You at home, call the name. Woo. Yes, yes, yes. Woo. This is the sound of the church. Yes, yes, yes. When you go home, you won't have an organ. When you go home, you won't have a drum. But you're going to have the name Jesus. Say it time, bye, bye, bye. Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you, church, for those of you in the room who you've never had an encounter with Jesus that has wrecked your life, don't be like Saul trying to judge it before you experience it. While you're on your way, he will meet you in the way. For almost 20 years of my life, I said, this is strange, fanatical. I'll never do it. This, this is this too much. Until I was in the way. <laughs> and he blinded me. My vision had to change. I had to see him for who he was. We want to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that makes this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you enjoyed today's message, like our page. 
share the message with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at My Growth Point. Until next time, keep growing.